are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Peacock. Thanks, everybody, for joining me today, Tuesday episode of Locked On 49ers. Is brought to you by mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use promo code locked on at mybookie.ag. So, going to get into a mailbag today and a brand new segment overrated, underrated. Got some good submissions from some folks on Twitter, so that's going to be fun. And we're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan. He did his regular Monday presser. We'll get some injury updates and a lot of talk about C.J. Beathard, which is going to be a topic for the rest of this season. C.J.'s got 10 weeks to prove he's the guy at quarterback for the 49ers. Hopefully, everyone is hearing this podcast and you guys all migrated with us over to the new Panoply Network and Megaphone platform. Those things aren't important if you're subscribing in all the usual places. As always, you can subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and on iTunes. If you rate and review on iTunes, you can be entered to win a PFF Edge membership. Follow me on Twitter at BDPeacock. That's how most of those folks got these mailbag questions in and continue to. That's why I like to keep the conversation going off the air. You can always email the show. Any questions or comments, LockedOn49ers at Gmail. We're on Facebook. And you can head over to LockedOn49ers.com. You can find the stream of the podcast there. You can find all the ways to subscribe to the podcast there at Locked On 49ers. So let's get to Var Bowman, who uh, the latest news, he signed a one-year contract worth about $3 million, I believe is the number, with the Oakland Raiders. So staying in the Bay, and he's going to finish out the season with the Oakland Raiders and will become a free agent again at the end of the season. So good fit for Navarro Bowman. Happy for him over there. And uh, the 49ers have moved on. And it's... Uh, DeForest Buckner's defense, and it's Jimmy Ward's defense, Joukowsky Tart's defense, which is something I didn't think I was going to be saying, and it's Reuben Foster's defense. It's going to be really fun to see number 56 out there on Sunday against the Cowboys at home. Big matchup here. Derail this episode real quick. I've been someone who's, you know, I'm all about the draft. I think it's not the worst thing in the world to be losing these games by very slim margins, and the 49ers showing improvement being competitive but still coming up with W's and still having a high draft pick. But, yeah, you know what? Let's get one here against the Cowboys. I I would like to see win number one come in week seven against the Dallas Cowboys at home at Levi's Stadium. So let's get to Kyle Shanahan here. And first, an injury update. Eric Armstead, he'll be out for a while is what the coach says. Aaron Lynch also was hurt on Sunday. Um, Well, I mean, the more guys you lose, the less you like that depth. So, you know, losing Eric – you know, which could be some time. We're going to have to discuss IR. Um, we'll have to do that over the next couple of days. And, you know, we're going to have Lynch out too for at least a week, possibly most likely more. Um, and, you know, that takes away two guys who were helping. So um, hopefully we'll get Dakota back this week, um, which would help because I know he was he missed last week uh, with his groin. And hopefully that'll get in him back. will help that depth, and I'm sure we're going to have to get someone else here. And according to Ian Rappaport via Twitter, Armstead with the broken hand will need surgery. And we'll be out for an extended period of time. So that's kind of what we're hearing everywhere. It's It might be a long recovery for Eric Armstead. Possibly even IR might miss the rest of the season, unfortunately. A bummer of an injury for Eric Armstead. And he, he hasn't played amazing 
but he's quietly played pretty well. And I think around the league, a lot of the 49ers defensive linemen have played quietly pretty well. I think a lot of people around the league, I think the casual fan doesn't know how good DeForest Buckner is. But even Eric Armstead playing pretty well. This is from Jeff Dini, one of my old colleagues at PFF, and you know him from the show. Very good guy. Probably time to get him on the show here very soon on Locked On 49ers. But he said on Twitter, Armstead was tied second on the 49ers with 15 quarterback pressures. That is second to DeForest Buckner. And uh, he had graded slightly above average also versus the run. So not a superstar player, but Armstead's played pretty well. And he's had some lapses in contain a couple of times, but he's overall been a pretty good player for the 49ers on the defensive line. And I think he's a little bit redundant. I think he plays strong side defensive end, which is ideally where Solomon Thomas would be playing. So I think in 2018, you know, if you're looking for a trade candidate in the offseason, hopefully he comes back strong from this injury and is able to play again this season. Uh, Eric Harms said, I don't know, long-term, maybe he's someone you got to kind of shop a little bit. And I think he might be more valuable to another team than he is to the 49ers just because he's a redundant piece on the 49ers because he's basically, they're shaped very different, but he's the same position, plays the same position as Solomon Thomas to me on this defense at strong side defensive end, a player that plays outside versus the run, comes in, maybe rushes from the inside against the pass on obvious passing downs. All right, let's hear from the coach on C.J. Beathard and and how he evaluates quarterbacks. I thought this was a very interesting quote from the coach, and it, it might pertain also to the 2018 draft if the 49ers do dip into the draft again for a quarterback. I'm always trying to look for a quarterback who I think has the ability to play in this league, which to me starts with your throwing ability. Um, and you need guys who are tough enough to hang in there and who have um, just that natural feel and intelligence that they can handle it all and keep their eyes down the field and get the ball to the right spot. You know, it's it's not when I say intelligence too, that can be overrated. Like it's it's not like the smartest guys know where to go with the ball. It's it's more can you handle all the stuff, handle the calls, handle the different coverages, and can you react? Um, it takes a very natural guy to sit in there and react to things when a lot of bigger guys are coming at you trying to kill you every play. Can you be poised, keep your heart rate even, um, keep your eyes downfield, not flinch, and make quick. Um, impulsive decisions and um, you can see some of that stuff on tape um, it's easier to see in offenses where guys do have to hold on to the ball sometimes it's not always just spread out and throwing bubbles and things like that um, and that's what you saw in CJ and you never know for sure until you get someone but I think he has the personality um, to, to become a pretty good one so it's pretty clear that Kyle Shanahan has a type when it comes to quarterbacks and I think CJ Beathard fit that type Kyle or uh, Kirk Cousins Obviously, definitely uh, fits that type. That's the kind of guy he looks for. He likes toughness, boring style of quarterback, just very pro-style quarterback. Be tough, stay in the pocket, be accurate. You don't need to be supremely athletic, but you got to move a little bit. You don't have to have a cannon arm, but you got to be able to make the throws. Yeah, so C.J. Beathard really fits that mold of what he liked in Kirk Cousins coming out of college and and what he liked in Brian Hoyer. Uh, That's definitely his type for sure. So, on to Beathard's first touchdown pass in the NFL to Aldrick Robinson. Um, what was this play designed to do? And when you hear Kyle Shanahan talk about this play, it's actually more impressive because at the time when I was watching this play live, it's like, oh, this is just a busted coverage, easy pitch and catch from Beathard to Aldrick Robinson. But it was actually more than that. So, you know, we were expecting a quarter's coverage to run something over the top. The quarter safety, they ended up playing single safety, and the corner on the outside stopped on um, on 
Trent Taylor, and Aldridge just kept going. And he was supposed to go to the post for a certain coverage, and they had a bust of coverage, so he just hung out there, which is why CJ didn't see it right away, because um, he wasn't where he was expecting him to be. Um, but then we had enough protection to where he could take a couple more hitches. He broke the pocket a little bit, and he saw where Aldrick was, and he didn't hesitate and made that throw with that arm strength. Not the last touchdown pass we're going to see from C.J. Beathard as a 49er this season, and uh, he's going to be the guy the rest of the year. It's been confirmed by Kyle Shanahan. C.J. Beathard is the starter, professional quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. So on to the play that everyone's going to be talking about, and it's the second time this season that a game has been essentially decided by the referees in an offensive pass interference penalty that I think most people don't agree with. Anytime you run a man coverage play, guys running to the flat is not a good play for man coverage because um, it's, it's hard to get open running a flat route. You're just running to the flat. That's usually for zone. Pierre's running a slant, which is for man. Um, the guy guarding the flat runs into Pierre, um, who's running a slant, which makes now the flat open. So if you think about it, that's, that's why you, you hope you go to the flat after that happens. Um, but in man coverage, why guys on defense, when you play man coverage and you're having to guard a guy on a flat route, and they're bumping outside on the slant. That's why it's very important from a defensive standpoint. You play at different levels. Because if you don't and you're chasing a guy to the flat as a guy's running a slant, you will run into that slant runner every time and usually get a defensive pass interference. So when you hear Kyle talk about that play call, you know, nothing groundbreaking. Sounds like a pretty simple concept there. If it's zone, you go to the flat because the defensive backs are playing off. And if it's man, you go to the slant because that's a man-beating route the slant flat combination something's been run a lot in the nfl for a very long time some people call it the dragon concept it's a slant to flat or a drag flat you know if, if you're the type of person who nerds out on on terminology and, and the different concepts out there which you know sometimes i like sometimes i don't sometimes i think people get too wrapped up in what the concept is and what the what the the, the verbiage is with stuff but yeah a very simple play call there and obviously, the slant was where he wanted to go. It was man coverage. He wanted to go to the slant. Uh, maybe even a bad read by C.J. Beathard because he wasn't the guy that was open, actually, because of the pick that happened on accident, if you believe Kyle Shanahan. The flat was actually open, so he still should have gone to the flat, even though it wasn't designed to be a pick play to get the flat open. But anyways, yeah, uh, unfortunate offensive pass interference penalty. And it's a second, you know, when you are winning and losing games with a three-point margin in the NFL, a play here and there is the difference. And for the 49ers, an offensive pass interference call has been the difference in winning or losing most likely two games this season out of six. It's pretty crazy when you think about it that this specific call that doesn't get called that much, offensive pass interference, has been the difference for the 49ers more than once in 2017. Let's move on to Solomon Thomas. And the coach was asked about Solomon Thomas's development so far this season. Um, I, I hope he keeps coming. You know, I think he said, you know, no one just gets better each week. Um, he goes for it every week. I thought he took a little bit of a step back versus Indy. And I thought he took a step forward this week. You know, I thought he played um, relentlessly, played very hard, um, kept working, got that sack opportunity. And I think he had a number of tackles on, you know, the exact number was nine or ten or something. And that's because of how hard he was working. He was doing some good things, and uh, he definitely had an effect on that game versus um, a very good O-line. Yeah, and I've talked about this with 
Richard Robinson, development is not a, a linear path. You, you have peaks and valleys in your development. By the way, Richard Robinson played a pretty good game last week. I think he rated out as an 80, 80 low 80s or something like that. Uh, pretty good pretty good game for Rashad Robinson against the Washington Redskins. So, you know, he, he's developing. Solomon Thomas, a young player. He's raw. He's developing as well. And I think he's going to be a pretty good player in this league. And I think he doesn't look like... I think as far as someone you think of as a number three overall pick and accumulating stats, maybe he'll never reach that idea of what fans have in their head for a player who goes number three overall. But I think he's going to be a very good player in the NFL, and uh, the development is definitely happening. And he's a player that maybe he takes a huge step in his next season, similar to, to how the guy who went in the first round the year before him, DeForest Buckner, has in 2017. Okay, going to get to the mailbag and the overrated, underrated segment here in a second. Before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about mybookie.ag. A lot of folks ask me for advice here as I have this platform on the podcast, and sometimes it's who's going to win the game? Who should they lay a little bit of cash on? I will tell you this. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, so that's why I tell people to go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code Locked On. For up to a 100% deposit bonus, so right off the bat, you're making money. You go to mybookie.ag, you can tell it's legit. Uh, they do quick payouts, which is obviously key. If you're going to be winning money, you want to be able to get your money in and out as quickly as you can. 48-hour return, uh, just two business days. You can go over to the sportsbook section of mybookie.ag and find all the lines. Not just NFL, there's baseball, basketball, college football, there's MMA and boxing, and there's cricket even. You can bet on cricket on mybookie.ag. You can bet on the World Cup 2019 cricket winner. Anyways, I'm getting way off topic here. Mybookie.ag has been in the business for years. They do 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. Fastest payouts, just two business days. You can do it right from your smartphone. So it's like you've got a Vegas casino right on your phone. They have a great mobile website to do your betting on the go. Go to mybookie.ag to place your bets and tell them I sent you by using promo code locked on. Get over there and get the best odds anywhere. Promo code locked on at mybookie.ag. Okay, let's start the mailbag with Marco. He says, Looks like your boy Martavis Bryant wants out of Pittsburgh. Do you think he could do some work for the 49ers? Does he fit? I think he fits fantastically. And I believe there was somebody else. I don't have the name here written down, but uh, somebody else asked about Martavis Bryant, too. It was a pretty popular topic in the last couple days when uh, the rumors were sent out there that Martavis Bryant was asking for a trade out of Pittsburgh. He's not been used much so far this season, and Beth, Ben Roethlisberger having sort of a down year. Um, Martavis is a fantastic fit for the 49ers. He is a perfect fit for the type of player you want across from Pierre Garçon. Basically, he's a rich man's version of what the 49ers have in Marquise Goodwin. Unfortunately, Marquise Goodwin uh, had been nicked up a little bit this season, had a little case of the dropsies, but Martavis Bryant is a freak of nature. You're talking about somebody who is 6'4", 215, 220 pounds. He looks even bigger now than he was before he got suspended last year. He got popped for pot at the Combine, got hit again in the NFL once he was in the league. Might have gotten hit for a third time. I'm not sure how many times it takes to actually get suspended, but uh, dude got suspended for a year, and he screwed up big time. And maybe he's moved on from that, and 
it's not an issue and it's not going to be something that comes up, but it definitely mutes his value, which makes it makes me think that it's going to be hard for the Steelers to get the proper value for what his talent level is because he's a freak of nature. He ran 4-4 flat almost at the combine, I think, at 6-4. Tracks the deep ball so well over his shoulder, like he can go get the ball like nobody's business. And with his size and his leaping ability, just an athletic freak of nature. And he played second fiddle in college to Sammy Watkins at Clemson. But athletically, he's a monster. He's he's out of this world. And I think he'd be a great fit for the 49ers, someone who's going to continue to develop in the NFL. And I think he got a little bit disappointed to how he got used and maybe how he was treated because I think people were disappointed for with him in Pittsburgh. So I understand why maybe a fresh slate works for Martavis Bryant, but then, you know, they kind of squashed all that stuff on social media yesterday and they talked and Bryant tweeted about how he's like, no, I'm good, man. And, and, and reporters asked him about it. So I think, you know, they've mended things there in Pittsburgh. It doesn't sound like a dire situation where he has to be traded or anything like that. And I don't think that the 49ers are the type of organization. I mean, you, we saw it with Navarro Bowman, who was a veteran, well-respected player in San Francisco, and he voiced that he wanted out. He was gone in a day. I don't think they want the type of person who's going to be requesting trades that, you know, I don't think they want that necessarily in the building. So for that reason, maybe Martavis doesn't fit. And I, I don't know that Pittsburgh's really trying to trade Martavis Bryant anyways, because I don't think they would get the proper return on what his talent level is. So if you're asking me if I think Martavis Bryant's going to end up getting traded to the 49ers, I would say no. Maybe when he becomes a free agent in 2019, maybe the 49ers look at him if he stayed clean all of that time since his suspension because uh, he should be a free agent this year, but he's not going to be because he was suspended for a year. So it adds a year back to his contract. So he's actually not going to be a free agent until 2019. So I, I think it's, I think he's not going to get traded period. And I don't think he's going to get traded to the 49ers, but I love the talent. He's on the shadow 49ers drafted him in the late third round in 2014. in my shadow draft uh, do like Martavis, the talent, the player. I don't think he's going to be a 49er anytime soon. Let's go to Elias. He says, why doesn't Cooper on the defensive line get talked about more? I feel like he's having a solid year. Yeah, he's playing pretty well. He's having a pretty solid year. I think he doesn't get talked about a lot because he hasn't had a lot of snaps. Uh, He had his most snaps of the season against Washington, which was 30... 32 snaps, something like that. So, yeah, he got his most extended action of the season. He's only been active, or he's only gotten snaps in four games so far this year. I think the most snaps he had in any of those games was 17. So we saw him more on the field in Washington than we had all season long. And he played pretty well. And he's played pretty good in spot action before that. But he hasn't had a big enough impact because he hasn't been on the field enough. So I think it's probably why he's not getting talked about. But, you know, with people like Armstead getting hurt and more injuries along the defensive line, and uh, he's a player, obviously, that the 49ers like. That's why they brought him in. So he's going to get more playing time. And he's playing okay. I think he's a good rotational player. Okay, let's get to the overrated, underrated stuff. It's I think this is going to be a segment that's going to be fun on the podcast. Hopefully something that continues to revisit. And uh, I also want to send some stuff out to you guys on Twitter and ask you guys about some overrated, underrated things. And this could be anything. This could be anything 49ers related, NFL related. And just something way out there, anything fun. I know uh, one of the one of the, the first things that I thought about was hot dogs because Nick and I had gone back and forth about this stuff when we talked about football food and things you like to eat while you're watching football games. And I'm very much an anti-hot dog person. And I know that kind of disappointed Nick a little bit, but uh, 
And uh, so, yeah, for example, hot dogs, very much overrated in my opinion. But uh, so let's get on to some of the suggestions you guys had and talk about some of these overrated, underrated things. The first one is from Jay. Overrated, underrated. The change to CJ, the GOAT, Bethard at quarterback. Wow. Already calling him the GOAT. Um, overrated or underrated? I think it's actually, for 49ers fans, probably overrated because 49ers fans want so much to get CJ Bethard in there, and then he's in there, and then you're like, okay, now what? You know, now we have a different quarterback. But I think for the league, they'd probably don't even understand what CJ Beathard is or like what it could possibly be. I think the league doesn't know a lot of things about the 49ers. They're like, oh, it's an 0 and 6 team, it's the worst team in the league. They don't understand that DeForest Buckner is one of the best interior defensive linemen in football right now. And they don't understand those things. And they probably don't even get that CJ Beathard could actually make a pretty big difference in wins and losses for the 49ers right now and could potentially be a legitimate CJ Beathard could be the next Kirk Cousins. Like that's a possibility. That's that's one of the outcomes here. I think it's unlikely, but that's that's possible. So I think in the overall scheme of how uh people, casual fans and, and people look at the NFL, I think the change to CJ Beathard is probably underrated. I think for 49ers fans might be slightly overrated if you're thinking CJ Beathard is going to be your savior. I don't think that's going to be accurate. And if you're hoping that C.J. Beathard is going to become C.J. the Goat Beathard, like Jay puts here, that might be overrated in that case. Let's go to Anthony. Carlos Hyde, overrated, underrated. Oh, man, this is tough because Hyde is so inconsistent, and he he will play so well, and he'll get hurt. And he's had stretches this season where he's played so well, and me on the podcast here, I'm calling for it. It's like, give the ball to Carlos Hyde. And last week he averaged two yards per carry, but he scored a couple of touchdowns, you know? So it's a good week for Carlos Hyde when you're scoring multiple touchdowns. Uh, I mean, has anybody scored multiple touchdowns this season until Carlos Hyde just did it? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, but so Carlos Hyde, I think possibly underrated. I think Carlos Hyde's a pretty darn good player. I think he's underused right now with the 49ers. And I think whether he's on the Niners or somebody else in 20. 18, I think you're going to see a pretty good football player. I think Carlos Hyde is a good running back in the NFL. So I'm going to go with Carlos Hyde. I'm going to go underrated. And it's mostly because I think he's underused right now. And even if he's only averaging two yards per carry, it's okay because I don't want to see Brian Hoyer throwing the ball 46 times, 49 times. And I don't don't necessarily want to see C.J. Beathard throwing the ball 49 times either. Javier, he says 2018 quarterback class. Over uh, actually he's he's so he's saying that the 2018 quarterback class is overrated. He's also saying Joshua Garnett injury is an underrated story this season. Ooh, those are good ones, Javier. So and I think there was another one. Yes, Anthony also said quarterback class overrated or underrated. Let's start with the uh, Joshua Garnett. Underrated injury story. You know, I don't know because I don't know how much of a difference he was going to make. I don't know how good. That's sort of a, yeah, that's a push because I don't know how good Garnett is. He was hurt to start his rookie season. Came in, didn't play all that great. Uh, there was no great reports about him in the off season, And now he's hurt again. And so like, I haven't even seen enough Garnett to know how good he is. I thought he was way overdrafted. 
So in that case, he's overrated. I thought he was a third-round player that was taken in the first round by Trent Baalke and Chip Kelly. But that doesn't mean he's a bad player. I mean, a third-round guard, a third-round interior offensive lineman should normally be a pretty good player. So I don't even know. I, I have no idea. I haven't seen Garnett play enough to know. One thing I will say about Ke- or Joshua Garnett, we'll call him Kevin Garnett. Joshua Garnett, I wonder if the 49ers might be able to use him at center at some point. And I don't know that he's ever played center in even back to high school. I don't think he ever played in college. He's always a guard. But he's a Stanford guy. He's smart. He's a good blocker on the move. I wonder if he might be someone who's a candidate to move to center. And I think the 49ers definitely need a long-term center. So uh, I'd be interested to know or interested to see him maybe play a little bit at center, if not guard. But I think there's a good chance that Joshua Garnett could be upgrade at guard for the 49ers right now if he was healthy over Brandon Fusco maybe. Um, I don't know, but it's hard to say. So Joshua Garnett overrated, underrated his injury. I don't know how big it, like right now it's just the depth injury because I don't know how good he is. I haven't seen him even play enough. When he has played, he hasn't blown me away. So going on to the 2018 quarterback class, absolutely, Javier, I agree with you. It's overrated. And the reason it's overrated is because of how people talked about it last year coming into this thing. There's no doubt in my mind if if you said, Brian, you can draft Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, or Mitch Trubisky, or Deshaun Watson. I'm absolutely right now taking Trubisky or Watson. And that's not to say that those other quarterbacks aren't going to be good, but they were. it was like... In six months ago, people were saying, oh, you're crazy. Don't screw with the 2017 draft class because the 2018 draft class is going to be amazing. And there's a lot of good quarterback prospects. So I'm not hating on the class entirely. But the idea that it was a transcendent class and that there's going to be a ton of stud quarterbacks and you should just wait and pass on good quarterbacks either in free agency or the draft because of the 2018 quarterback class, Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Let me put it this way. Mitch Trubisky, he came out of college early. He is an early entry into the draft last year. If Mitch Trubisky, the the biggest knock on Trubisky in the draft last year was that he didn't play enough, didn't have a lot of experience. If Mitch Trubisky went back to college at North Carolina and had not didn't even progress, didn't get better, just had the same exact year he had in 2016, he had that again in 2017, he would absolutely be my number one quarterback right now over Rosen, over Darnold, over Lamar Jackson, over Josh Allen, over everybody right now. I think he would be the first quarterback off the board coming out. So, because just just for a year of experience, because that was the only knock on Trubisky last year. And I was a big fan of Trubisky coming out. I loved his accuracy and anticipation, all the things he's shown in limited action for the Bears so far this year. And Deshaun Watson. Man, Deshaun Watson, that's the one that I think a lot of people missed on. And I think a lot of people really liked Deshaun Watson and had a high grade on him, as did I. He was in my top tier. He was in my top four players for the 49ers last year. Uh, Deshaun Watson has looked legit, and he, he's got an it factor. And I don't know how any of these guys are going to turn out, you know, small sample sizes. We haven't seen much of these guys. I don't know how good they're going to be. Deshaun Watson looks like the real deal right now. So uh, if if you're trying to say that you know for sure that Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold are going to be better than the 2017 
quarterback class. I, I think you know. I, I think that's a pretty big leap at this point. And when quarterbacks, and this is what happens, and this is what I was saying back in March, is when you put quarterbacks under the microscope, and anybody, you put them under the microscope, they're not going to look as good. And it sounds good because people said the same thing about Deshaun Watson the year before. They said, "Hey, wait till 2017, because this." amazing quarterback Deshaun Watson is going to come out. And then he got picked apart in the draft process. And that's what happens. Through too many interceptions. Maybe he doesn't have a good arm, good enough arm. And 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 now you're seeing it. He's actually a pretty good player. So um, the wait till next year thing is just something that is, is kind of a pet peeve of mine because when you do wait till next year and then those quarterbacks get put under the microscope. Sometimes they are better. Sometimes they're not. But when they get put under the microscope, they never look as good as you think they looked the year before on Saturdays. All right, overrated, underrated. This is kind of fun. Let's go to Steve. He says, <laughs> he's got an over, under. So he says, uh, leading receiver, 60 catches for the 49ers, over, under. So this isn't so much overrated, underrated. This is just like a straight up sort of a betting line. Over, under, 60 catches, leading receiver for the 49ers. Oh, over. Pierre Garçon's going to have more than 60 catches. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm going easily the over on that one. And he says, lead, quote unquote, leading receiver has 15 drops. I'm going to go over for that as well. I feel like there's some receivers on the 49ers that already have 15 drops. It's ridiculous how many drops are happening with the 49ers receiving core. 15 drops is a ton. That's a very big number. I think uh, 10 or 11 usually leads the league in drops, depending on who's keeping count. But you know what? I'm going to say over because the 49ers have been ridiculous with drops this season. All right. Thanks, everybody, for those submissions for the over and under. Thanks, everybody, for all the mailbag questions. I'm going to get out of here. Going to be back tomorrow with Winky Wednesday, and that means there's going to be three more mailbag questions. And I actually still have some here that people sent in early for cover three questions, so I only have room for maybe one or two more. Maybe you can bump one of these off, but i got a couple good ones here already lined up for the cover three on Winky Wednesday. But feel free. Keep sending those submissions in. I'm going to ask for more. All right, follow me on Twitter, at BD Peacock. That's the place to let me know and give me those submissions for mailbag questions or talk about anything you want to on any old day of the week. Email the show, LockedOn49ers at Gmail. We're streaming everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. If you want to get involved in the PFF giveaway, rate and review LockedOn49ers on iTunes. This edition of Locked On 49ers was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie, where they will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On 49ers.